Hey guys, thanks for listening to another great episode. I greatly appreciate you doing that. Uh, well, one of the movies I recently saw was the film Lightyear, where of course this stars our traditional character from Toy Story of all places uh, that got its own um, film. Now, uh, let me go ahead and draw this back into uh, fond memories, if you will, a little nostalgia. And imagine yourself being like uh, a 10-year-old child, all right? And all of a sudden, all your friends are talking, they're talking about hype, and they're talking about what they saw on commercials and all that, because back in the 1990s, uh, we don't get like film trailers uh, like we normally do on YouTube and all that. We get them through TV, through radio, through news, newsprint, newspapers, which, oh, of course, that way before digital. But think about it. Back then, the only thing you can hear about movies back then was through those outlets, right? So, of course, you hear from word of mouth. You hear your best friends in school. And he's talking about like this major blockbuster movie that's coming out, right? And the story goes, it's like, oh, guys, you should have seen it. This thing was like so super awesome. And it deals with space. Oh, my God, space. So... Of course, when you're a ten-year-old child, uh, you don't just automatically assume that you get to, you know. But it seemed believing it, and even so, um, this was back in the 1990s, and you literally have to be there. So let's take ourselves into that place where you're ten years old. You're about to see a film that you've never seen before, even though you've seen maybe a half a dozen films, or not that much, or maybe very little. And all of a sudden, you get, like, this opening credit where it's literally, like, people traveling through space, finding a new uh, location to, you know, to populate, to to be a part of that place. And it literally becomes, like, this uh, odyssey of this person trying to get this mission done. Of course, in the beginning of this film, uh, Lightyear, we are brought to the caption where it's uh, 1995, 99, something like that, or 98. Uh, a child named Andy uh, sits down and watches film for the first time. And that kind of propels us to the whole Toy Story mythos. So this is like literally, we're finding ourselves in... Andy's point of view of watching this film, which later will get this character uh, being brought into the lore of Toy Story, brings us this whole new, you know, steps, if you will, uh, being this child looking at this. And of course, uh, the star cast in this film is, of course, you know, you got Chris Evans being Buzz Lightyear, <laughs> uh, Kiki Palmer being the granddaughter of a space ranger and Tecla TD being Mo M- Morris uh, we'll just call him Mo and of course there's a lot of backstories on this one so of course uh, like I said in the beginning of it you find yourself like looking at this film seeing that there's a crew of people who is just end up being you know explorers and then all of a sudden uh, even though the environment as hostile to whoever lands there finds themselves stranded because of a miscalculated uh projection 
which gives us our reason why the story is the story. So, of course, Buzz Lightyear, being the space ranger that he is, uh, kind of, you know, kind of like, you know, I got to do this uh, routine, got to keep going, got to move forward, volunteers for the experimental uh, test run for it to be repowered. And by the way, the reason uh, that he does it is because he literally strands the the whole uh, boat, if you will, the whole, you know, tetral crew of the colony ship that they're piloting. So, of course, uh, we are got that little misadventure that he is making sure that he's getting the trestle done, getting this through, and this is like several, several takes. But even so, uh, during his time that he's doing these takes, he's literally talking to his co-pilot, which is literally the person who's with him uh, through training, through everything, and she is telling him that this is definitely one of the things that we have to do, um, but even so, uh, for Buzz, it's a totally different case. Um, of course, uh, when Lightyear, and this is actually proven to a scientific factor on this one, that if you go any further away from a, a planet or slingshot around a uh, sun or so, uh, time speeds up uh, when totally you're away from a area or somewhere else that you're known to be like progressing slowly and uh this is also a proven uh, scientific theory that anything that you go faster in even though how much amount of time that you spent away from uh, a location it tends to change over time so when light years like does the experiment he expands himself like four years apart from his initial jump and he keep, keeps doing it, realizing that this is, like, what's keep, keep happening. This was going to keep going. Of course, along the way, you know, we got ourselves a, uh, a little development for him being alone. He's, like, man out of time, literally. And <laughs> uh, find himself having a uh, robot companion, which is a cat's named Socks. So, of course, of course, uh, we are finding ourselves in a progressionary state that he wants to get this mission done, find the perfect way how to do this. And throughout the time that he does these jumps, uh, he's progressing further away from his uh, co-pilot, his uh, partner, realizing that she's growing up without him, she's growing older, she literally grows a family uh, over time, and he doesn't get it yet. He doesn't not yet at all at this part and he is like he's at that point where okay this this next one's gotta be it it's gotta be it and then when it comes down to the next one um it's it's kind of a sad this is like a touchy moment in a way and even so i find it very heartwarming to just tell ourselves uh even so this is like a psychological thing to tell us that if we don't slow down and enjoy the moments that you spend with people you you really are missing out on uh, not only being part of their lives but to enjoy the part of your life of knowing how well they've grown into the person that they've become uh, in the future that you assume that it never happened so of course uh, by the last jump his partner is gone she uh, literally grew uh, of a old age and they wanted to discontinue the flight 
uh, because of, you know, the planet's already significant enough. We find ourselves uh, a way to survive, and we're going to build, like, this dome-like structure to survive uh, the upcoming centuries. So, of course, Lightyear, you know, about to be on the verge of giving it up, his little companion finds the actual right formula of how to create the perfect crystal, if you will, uh, on making the, what, what it's called, the turnip, <laughs> the turnip to turn back on and able to then get them away from the planet, get them back on the course that they originally were on. So, of course, uh, during that time, um, of course, Buzz had a steel ship. Uh, he successfully got away of uh, getting off planet to get the crystal in the right frequency. But here comes here comes the uh, traditional difference between what happens now to what happens then. Because this is where time travel is kind of wibbly wobbly. And yes, I made that reference for a very close reason for that one. So, of course, successfully, Buzz got the crystal. And he was about to get rested until he saw uh, that the planet was uh, pretty much under under uh, distress, under like fire and all that. And he's thinking to himself, like, "Oh my God, this is what's going on. What happened?" And sure enough, we are revisited the granddaughter of his uh, co-pilot, and she's basically giving like the 401, the up-to-date what exactly happened after his last jump which uh there was an evil spacecraft that came by and like kind of like transformed the landscape that it was into something totally different which uh due to the commander that had uh control of the uh turn up if you will decided to like either prematurely activated the shield or already had thoughts of having the shield brought up but it was during this invasion that this all happened so of course you know we have ourselves a a crew of misfits uh, that somehow find themselves outside the dome and just like working themselves through everything that's going on and what we found out was the villain Zerg and yeah, that is the reference from Toy Story that Zerg is literally the enemy, the arch nemesis to Buzz Lightyear. But we we kind of knew that, but not in this film. And I'll explain that a little further. So of course they're finding a way how to get on the ship, and of course Zerg, being the villain of the story, uh, decides to go down and get Buzz himself. And by doing so, reveals a huge plot twist uh, of reasoning why time has been wibbly wobbly. So, of course, uh, spoilers in detail. If you don't want to hear this part of the story, which I'm guessing you're still continuing on listening, which I thank you, by the way. Or you already got the idea that I'm going to explain how this whole typically 12 wobbly thing kind of coincides with something totally different, you know? So, of course... We are brought that Zerg is a future version of Buzz Lightyear. A, a version of him where uh, the moment he got back, the moment he got back from returning with the successful crystal creation, he was arrested. He was like literally like 
forced to be a uh, prisoner uh, after what he done, more like an insurrection. And then he finds himself uh, being exiled and finding a StarCraft, of all things, being abandoned and activated, and that's when the robots become calling him Zerg and all that. Which he doesn't understand why, but even so, um, even so, I gotta agree with some of my film, th- film theorists, the film people out there. I gotta agree that there will be a Zerg uh, trying to look for his lost equipment <laughs> because it might have been a funny story where he just accidentally gone out of the ship and just like trying to like find something else. Who knows? So, of course, uh, Buzz, uh, escaping with the crystal, found a way to time travel with the ship, traveling backwards in time at the moment that he jumped. So that what gives us this reason why the whole landscape has changed and why this whole wibbly-wobbly-timey-wimey thing is that we have the better Buzz realizing that, hey, if we successfully get back to the first time then none of this would have happened we wouldn't be stranded on the planet uh we wouldn't be doing these time jumps and we wouldn't be uh stranded in this whole planet to begin with however it's because of stranding on the planet is because of his co-pilot uh finding love and structure in a world that they recently built they had a grandchild or a son that had a grand uh, had a daughter who is their granddaughter uh wanting to be a space ranger to begin with and how the avenger of him understanding at the time that his co-pilot and everything that's going on is like happening it happened for a reason and he can't just take away one reasoning without giving it another reason so of course our light year a good one is stopping evil, evil light year, which is Zerg, and just like trying to prevent uh, him to go any further back in time to jump to the point where everything can get erased. Like, yeah, of course, if it's if it's a time frame that they can just like erase everything, everything would be all forgotten and the, the course would have been changed. However, at the same time, I mean. If he, smish, if he gets succeed on his mission, he doesn't get the idea that, hey, this is what's happening, and we we have nothing. We have we started something totally new, and this is something that he doesn't feel right after his after the loss of his partner. That he's like, wait a minute, she lived a life. She fulfilled her duties uh, as not only the commander of the plantation or the colony. But at the same time, she also found peace and structure and everything that belongs with her growing up as a person, making Buzz realizing that that was not the right way to do anything. And of course, we're talking about we're talking about uh, old Lightyear, who's like so delusional that he wants to finish the mission. He doesn't care for anyone, and our Lightyear literally has been shown sympathy uh, on his journey. So of course. Uh, battles ensued a lot, a lot of comical moments especially uh with taika Waititi about that pen and of course it's like we're about to end uh with buzz choosing to either you know 
destroying the crystal, which does happen, to not saving his friends. And, of course, he had to destroy the crystal in order for him to, you know, save the day. I just think that it is still a possibility for them to, you know, power up everything because the cat, the cat literally has a lot of memories. And he is now also a team space ranger in the end of the film. So it's a possibility. Also, at the same time, uh, we're all look, well, we could think about a sequel on that. We could think about that. But, I mean, just seeing how the progression of the story is that now the commander realizing that we need to train space rangers to be on writing on any threat of anything, it is possible. And, of course, uh, the three... The three lovely little uh, short clips of those things, uh, I kind of love. Of course, yes, I would admit that uh, seeing the bug zapper being by the dome is cute, is adorable. Uh, Then seeing at the very end that Zerg is still around, meaning that in some timeline or some sort of part of the time continuum, if you will, that there will be an Emperor Zerg is just Zerg and evil Buzz Lightyear, older evil Buzz Lightyear, will still be around because of something that's going to happen uh, within a time frame. But even so, hey, that's Disney for you. <laughs> because I would love them to continue on the story, but they always like to leave us with cliffhangers and give us fandom, FYI, uh, ideas to spawn off ideas and story plots and all that and i i do greatly appreciate to the creators and artists and all that who actually give us these stories to look at to actually plot and think of what we could continue with you know and that being said i greatly appreciate you listening to the very end of this of of this podcast i greatly appreciate you helping the channel so much by just listening to these things uh you can share be my guest uh if you want to explain it to people that i explain these things (laughs) you can also uh, be my guest once more but uh as always thank you very much and as always you be good out there you be safe and as always until the next time i will hear from you guys soon because well later much later maybe because i uh i do have a lot of episodes to try to produce as soon as possible so thank you very 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 much and until then see ya Hey guys, um, I know that you guys are listening to my cast, so I'm actually more than just on uh, Apple, surprisingly, I think. I'm also on Spotify, as well as Anchor.fm itself. Also, I am on Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Public Radio. Just come over and onto uh, the Anchor website for me on... Uh, www.anchor.fm slash edcast20 that is www.anchor.fm forward slash edcast20 
yeah, just uh, shoot me an email or uh, keep listening to uh, more of my episodes uh, as I try my best to keep popping them up. Until then, thanks for listening.